Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Listen up, auto thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. And we're, you know, it's Megatron, all dealt with. He's never coming back after these episodes. We're all done with him. <laughs> yeah, Megatron death count one. <laughs> I think that Megatron is a guy who is known for dying and staying dead about as much as Optimus Prime is, which is to say, often. I think Megatron, A, dies the most of any character in this series, and B, dies the most of any Megatron in this series. Dies a lot. He dies dies a lot in this series. I'm pretty sure he dies in the fucking fall of Cybertron. So he already has several deaths under his belt previously. Yeah, in this universe. But in in Prime specifically... He dies a lot. He he dies quite a number of times. In the same way that they keep killing Cliffjumper, they keep killing Megatron. He's got that hustle. What can I say? Um, so, So we watched... Darkness Rising parts four and five, the uh, the end of the the sort of big premiere event for Transformers Prime. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure out as we go through this. There's a lot of multi part things, so there are quite a few. There's like in Prime, um, a lot of them. Some one of them goes up to seven parts, which is nuts. Wait, um, is that true? Hang on. Yeah, it's uh. That seems insane. Whole whole technically whole. technically um. The, the last, it's the one that's, it's not all part, 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 but technically the series of episodes that end with one uh, shall rise and one shall fall. Um, oh, yeah, they are all technically connected, but that's like... Yeah. Well, they, they are considered in, like, the production schedule as a multi-parter. Right. A seven-part, as a seven-part multi-parter. There's a lot, yeah, there's, let's see, there's, you got, there's, the season two premiere is a three-parter immediately followed by a two-parter, which is yeah. very funny. Yeah, So, well, we will figure out the end of season one when we get there, because, boy, we have a lot of, we have a lot of ground to cover even just today with yeah. the end of this one. So, we start off with Darkness Rising Part 4, right where we left off, basically, uh, with, uh, you know, we, we return you to your, your cyber evil dead starring Peter Cullen and Jeffrey Combs. Uh, R- Ratchet is in full murder ambulance mode. Oh, yes. Um, he, they're like surrounded and being overwhelmed and Ratchet just, he's not even on drugs yet. Ratchet, um, you know, looks at Optimus and goes like, is so cold hearted. I mean, they're all dead already, but goes, I recommend the section, the smaller, the better. And, you know, the uh, Prime Optimus, he's got the swords and the guns like like Baver's Optimus does. But he's, a, you know, when, he, when, when Ratchet says that, you can see a little bit of the connection there in his brain spark as he, as he goes into butcher mode. Yeah, he's like, wise advice, old friend. It's like, y'all are. Woof. <laughs> they have been doing this a long time, and they have definitely not just been doing this to dead guys. Yeah. Megatron is having a blast, though. Megatron is having a great time. 
Um, he's sitting up there gloating. He's in the same position that Nero talked about last time, like the one leg up on the yep. cliff. He's like stays there for the entire scene. It's kind of a kind of a boss move of him. Yep. So even as they, you know, they're cutting down all these zombies left and right, but you know, it's a zombie horde. You can't, it cannot be solved with swords uh, very easily. On top of all that, they're getting like uh, dark energon all over them, which is sapping their strength. So that's not good either. They're they're getting they're covered so in nasty dizzy. They're so dizzy. Uh, so they 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 start to get like overwhelmed. Um, well, that's not quite yet. They're just chopping for now. They're you know they're doing the dead space thing where they're chopping off all the limbs first. Yeah. The weak points. Yep. Meanwhile, at the Nemesis, the children are in danger. Um, what else is new? Uh, Bulkhead like scoops Raph and Jack out of the way of out, out of the laser fire before going into. Oh wait, there is one thing I want to say before we cut over, which yes. is that Megatron has a line where he's like, "When you fall, Optimus, you'll join my army as well." And it's like, fellas, is it gay to want to kill your rival just so he can become your zombie servant? A little bit, definitely a little bit. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, back to Bulkhead's very, very bad, no good day. Yeah, just uh, he he like stashes the humans behind a rock and is like, "All right, stay here. No one ever, no one should stow away ever again, and that will surely not happen within the next five minutes." So he he kind of drives up. He, he gets up onto the, like the deck of the nemesis. He punches a guy's head off, which is pretty great. I want to say one of the like notable things about Bulkhead in this scene, and it get, part of it may be just them getting into groove animation, but it's actually something I really like. He moves really fast for a guy. Yeah, his size. I notice. I notice. I it felt like he was like overcranked. I I think that was definitely like a little weird. This episode in general has some weird looking bits in it. Where like things move kinda, really fast. He kind of looks like Big the Cat. He does. Uh, then he elbow drops a guy to death, which is amazing. Um, and well, as he soon as he just is... like flings himself onto the guy. Yeah, you know when you're that big, yeah. you are a deadly weapon. Yeah, it's like my cat sitting on me. Instant death. And then he hears some retching from within his chest, <laughs> and he pops open his chest compartment, and Miko flops out of it. And yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, bro, I heaved all over your floor mats. Ugh. And she's like, and I'll do it again. <coughs> yeah, she's fucking incorrigible is, is perhaps the best way to describe Miko. Um, so Raph and Jack are also there. Actually, never mind. They, did, they get snatched by Viacons because what happens is that Bulkhead, you know, under la- constant laser fire with a, a very squishy human child in his hand, is forced to take cover in the only available place. Inside the ship. So, yeah. we have solved our immediate problem of getting shot right now. We but we have are inside the nemesis. <laughs> we have gained a new issue. By the way, did you notice that the nemesis's like, bow kind of looks like a weird bug face? No, very, I didn't particularly. It's, it's very apparent in the next episode when you get a good front view of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, but then yeah, like Raph and Jack get snatched by some Viacons and picked up. So they do hear though as they're being transported to the brig that you know that's where they're keeping Fowler, and luckily for them, before they can get acquainted with Starscream's torture dungeon, 
uh, RC and Bumblebee murder the shit out of the Viacons or have them because they have arrived. Thank God. Thank goodness. Yep. Um, and they, Raph and Jack, tell them like, "Hey, there's uh We know where that. We know where Fowler is. Gotta go check the brig." And uh, it, we cut over to Fowler, who Starscream is once again approaching, and he's like, "All right, listen, bud." We've done this a lot, but I can go all day. This is very easy for me. And Fowler, I'm expending very little effort. Yeah, for this. this is this is like I'm filing my nails here. Um, and Fowler's like, no more, no more. I'll I'll talk. And Starstream's like, excellent, love to hear it. So where's that base? Where is that Autobot base? And Fowler's like, the old base. They're in an old military base under your mom. Yeah, it's great I, because he hear he hears gunfire in the hallway. Yeah, because I think he was actually about to give them yeah. up, but then he's like, "Oh, they're here." So, he absolutely uh, was absolutely like. Yeah. Again, we've seen we saw what Starscream was doing to him. It was explicit, excruciating torture. Yeah, um, just jabbing him over and over again with the fucking electric like, uh, a cattle prod. Like, yeah. So yeah, he's like maybe I'm underneath the old sawmill. <laughs> Or and then he's like, or was it? Yeah, can't remember. Your mom. <laughs> yep. So he doesn't actually say your mom, but that is that is the spirit of what he is saying. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, they're under they're under Point Ligma, Starscream. <laughs> right. Where is this Point Ligma? Yeah, you ever heard of league matches? <laughs> <laughs> so then we we cut back out to the uh, the hallways and in a scene that I that I, that you know. It's important to have this scene here where you have the kids on the ground surrounded by all this you know high octane robot combat and like the it's like a it's like a saving private Ryan moment where all of the 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 audio gets muted and you get that tinnitus ring in your ears as they like sc- scramble to not get squished underfoot by all these giant robots. Yeah, they they make some moves in this episode that are ultimately very good for Team Autobot, but in the moment, very stupid. <laughs> this experience certainly resonates with Jack. Yes. Miko! Mm, we'll get there. Um, so they they kind of managed to... Yeah, so they, they managed to get into the bridge, basically, away from all these Viacons and lock themselves in. Oh, there is one thing I want to talk about. Uh, Bulkhead actually does a really cool move uh, before he meets up with Bumblebee and RC. Um, where is it the r- running power yeah. bomb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yes. So he's running through the hall, and Miko's in his hand because she's about to throw up again. And two Viacons come around the corner, and he, like throws running power bombs her throws her right between the two of them and she goes sliding between the two of them as they open fire on bulkhead it's very cool it's it's very cool it's a very well choreographed scene yeah so back at you know back with ratchet and optimus versus the deadites this is where they start getting overwhelmed um optimus you literally can't see optimus under all the zombies crawling over him yeah um and Ratchet quickly follows, although, you know, Megatron is doing his thing. He's gloating. He's he's gnashing his teeth. He's having a great time. Optimus goes beast mode to save Ratchet, as he is wont to do. And literally, like, tries to walk towards Megatron. He's like, no, I'm, I'm going to kill you right here, boy. 
Yeah. Stay right there. I'll, I got to chop through a few dozen zombies, but I'll get there. But by God, I'm going to do it. By Primus. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're in the bridge back at the back on the nemesis. They're in the bridge and RC is like, okay, technically this is the safest place on the ship right now. So all of you need to stay put. Do not exit this room. In fact, don't even don't even move. Don't even walk anywhere. Just stand there. Just stand right there. And they said, sure, you know, like a liar. Yeah. So as soon as they leave, Miko is back on her on her thing about like this is, you know, the coolest shit she's ever done in her life. Jack is like, are you what are you are you okay in the head? Did you just see what happened out there? All of us could have died several dozen times. I just want to go home and work on my bike and hug my mom. I don't need any of this shit in my life right now. Yeah, he kind of uh, sticks to that, by the way. Oh, yeah. So uh, he like they blow up at each other, which kind of causes Raph to, to be a little bit upset. He is 12, after all. We must not forget this. He is a baby. Um, And immediately Jack and Meek are like, ah, shit. <laughs> we made it. We upset him. So they go to comfort him, and Jack kind of points him to the main nemesis console. It's like, hey, what's that weird, what's that shit up there? What's that? It looks like a math thing. And Raph's like, oh, shit, it is a math thing. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely a math thing. It's like an important thing that we should definitely get. Yeah. And so Raph's like, I don't know how, but I do have a thumb drive with me, so <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> And there's nothing Raph can't do if he has a thumb drive. It's the most magical device in all it's the land. It's true. That's, uh, that's the real uh, Dark Energon of the series. That, uh, that thumb drive is actually rung, fun fact. <laughs> there the whole time. No, that's, so... that's way too much purpose for rung. I think you mean uh, rewind? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's rewind. <laughs> Rewind's the memory drive. Uh, so... It's it's time for a class, a good old Mexican standoff, as the Autobot, bulkheaded Bumblebee, burst into the torture dungeon. Starscream has his gun trained on Fowler. RC is on the ceiling with her gun trained on Starscream. And she goes, I wouldn't. And Starscream goes, oh, but I might. Yeah. And, uh, man, like, pretty good from him. Yeah, like... But a very funny way he... line. Yeah, it's a cool line. A very funny way he gets undermined here, though, because he has zapped Fowler so much he has become cartoon drunk. Because now Fowler is just, like, woozy and and, and spouting non-sequiturs. Yeah, Starscream has done a real number on Fowler. Yeah, and so Fowler says some fucking insane shit about his mom or whatever, and and Starscream just looks down and they go, what the fuck did he just say? Like, he gets distracted for long enough for the Autobots to, to uh, knock him over. Um, very funny, in his escape, though, he turns into jet mode and, like, blasts RC on, on her ass with his afterburner, like, igniting. Pretty funny. Oh, yeah. By the way, this should have killed Fowler. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> he was very close. He should have been burned to a crisp. He was very close at afterburner. Um, meanwhile, the bridge... Uh, a guy has come in. A Viacon is here to investigate things. Um, hey, wait and, a minute! There are children here. Yeah, the Viacon looks down and goes, "Ah, we have some. We have a pest problem in here." 
Because <laughs> Raph is downloading the schematics from the console. Now, Viacons are already challenged when it comes to aiming, so trying to hit something this small can't help matters. Um, they uh, so, so Jack kind of tackles them out of the way, and then tells Miku to take a picture, because Raph never actually downloaded the schematics when we say jack tackles him out of the way we mean wrath by the way just yeah. to be clear not the vehicle that would be amazing <laughs> yeah no yeah J- jack tackles Raph out of the way he tells miku to take a picture of the th- well he, he he tells miku to take a picture of the schematics he does just say take a picture yeah he takes he, he says take a picture so she like she's like oh good idea and she like takes her phone and takes a picture of the vehicle's face and, <laughs> and jack's like no, Miko, <laughs> the screen, <laughs> please, God. <laughs> just like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is when Bulkhead does a rolling power bomb on a Viacon, uh, where he like runs or like he's driving. He transforms, well, we scoops get the, a guy up. Well, what we get is honk honk. <laughs> yep. And then he does the rolling power bomb, which is so good. I wanted yeah. him to like transform and grind that dude's head into the dirt with his wheels or something. One important thing that we haven't talked about a bulkhead's design, actually, um, which gets really used in this episode, is that um, his right fist is a wrecking ball. Oh, yeah. Which we is actually a... hadn't mentioned that before. <laughs> that's right, I forgot, because, like, it's just, oh, yeah, that's bulkhead, because that's yeah. also a, a feature he shares with his animated counterpart. But if Granted, you don't know this bulkhead. one is not a rope. Yeah. Well, it is at times. Oh, is it? That's yeah, right. Yeah, he, un- he untethers it. He absolutely does. When we get to Breakdown, his shit with Breakdown, right. he absolutely goes hog wild with, uh, with his tethered yeah. uh, wrecking ball. Uh, but that is that is a holdover from his previous life on a team called the Wreckers that we've mentioned before. Um, and uh, he uses it to great devastation in these episodes. Yeah. The Wreckers are like a they're they're a fa- they're a, a faction within the Autobots who are like the badasses who do the dirty jobs. They're like they're like the the fucking Suicide Squad basically. Um, and sometimes Prowl is their dad. <laughs> sometimes Prowl is their dad. Sometimes you know I mean Springer has so many dads. Yeah. They, he just keeps a- a- attaining more dads. <laughs> Prowl is the sins of the Wreckers. He himself. No one else is involved with it. Just Prowl. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh... It's like Jesus. Uh, he died for our sins. He flipped a table for our sins. He flipped so many tables for our sins. Um, so, the, we cut back to zombie times. Uh, Optimus is climbing the mountain to get wait, to no. Megatron. Wait, wait, wait. I want to I, I talk about the exchange here. Because before he gets to the mountain, Megatron's watching him approach. And he says... You might want to consider saving your strength, Optimus. And as a fuck you to Megatron specifically, immediately after says it, after he says that, Meg- Optimus starts climbing the mountain without using his feet at all, just fisting his way up the sheer rock cliff. Yep. But, you know, Megatron flees. Well, he retreats. Megatron doesn't flee, he retreats. It's Starscream that flees. Big difference. Certainly uh, in Megatron's eyes. Yes. So he uh he 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 flies away and you know he he basically says like yeah the all yeah this this was like the test run this was like the trial um uh this is this was not my big plan don't worry optimus and ratchet's like wait hold up if that wasn't his like big in game plan what the fuck is he going to do hmm 
if only we knew where you could get a lot of zombies. Well, they'll figure it out quickly enough. So Ratchet is in a robo cast once we get back to base. He's in like a robo he's got he, he's basically in a robo sling. Yeah. He's got one hand off. And Fowler is in a bed. In his yeah. suit, mind you, just fully dressed. In yeah. a little bed, in a little hospital bed. I mean, it kind of. I, I think it's so funny that they specifically chose to electrocute Fowler so they didn't have to, like, change his character model. Yeah. While they, animating. For a very long time, they did not have any alternate outfits for Fowler. He pilots a helicopter in a business suit. In another episode, he will fly a jet. In a business suit, and that has just become canonized as, no, yeah, Fowler's just that cool. Yeah, well, I mean, he's uh, an agent. What else is an agent going to wear? Exactly. He's just missing the cool sunglasses. Um, but... Optimus, Optimus gets back and turns to Bulkhead and says, Bulkhead, you showed very poor judgment in bringing the kids along with you. <laughs> <laughs> and... That's so good, because Bulkhead's just like, yeah, yes, sir. I I accept the blaming because like no 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 I we I was the one who did this bulkhead was just like trying to keep us safe but it's not all bad because I gathered some intel and she holds up her fucking Motorola flip phone Also this is the first first but far from the last time that you'll hear Prime Optimus being not mad but just disappointed Oh he is he is maximum dad for sure You you don't you don't have to worry about Optimus getting mad at people. I mean, he does at some points uh, in Prime, but you do have to feel worry about the crushing, crushing oh, yeah. guilt of disappointing him. Yeah, like Prime Optimus, rare. Like his his voice is he has a very flat, calm affect that rarely, like, unless he is actively fighting someone, he rarely raises his voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we get the, the shot of Optimus and Ratchet leaning in to look at this fucking flip phone. Um, and it, it, at first she is accidentally showing them the picture of the Viacon. So she, you know, shows them the proper picture. And Ratchet's like, well, the schematics of some kind. I'm going to have to work on decoding them. Um, then, you know, M- Miko's enthusiasm has not waned one bit, seemingly. Meanwhile, Jack's like, I just had a thought, thought, actually, fuck this. Yeah, like, he is like, okay, I understand that you're having a good time, and that's, you know, whatever, I can't stop that. Uh, Raph nearly died a whole bunch of times. I nearly died a whole bunch of times. I will say, he, so he makes the more compelling argument than Miko does. Miko kind of, like, self-sabotages herself here. Um, so... Miko's talking about, uh, so Optimus is like, Bulkhead, you still put them in danger. Um, and Miko's like, uh, yeah, and he got us out of danger in the coolest way ever. He, like, crushed a guy's skull in. It whipped. And, um, and Jack's like, Miko, Raph almost died. And Miko turns to him and goes, yeah, I almost died. You almost died. They almost died. Like. <laughs> you don't see me bitching about it. Yeah. And it's like, Miko, this is not the win. This is not the W that no. you think it is. <laughs> we also, we also definitely like. She doesn't really make her case any better when she comes to talk to Jack later either. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, Jack is like, "All right, 
Um, Optimus, I got. I gotta go. I can't. I can't do this. I would like to leave. Yeah, Raph, let's Optimus, go. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Raph's like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm a weenie, but I'm not as big a weenie as you, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but it's great because because Jack's like, all right, well, we'll see you around school then. Um, Literally, Ratchet's like, bye, Felicia. Yeah, he's like, all right, see you later. Don't let the ground budget you on the way out, asshole. And the of course, RC is like, you know, playing it cool, like, oh yeah, don't it, don't don't tell anyone we exist. Or I'll you have know, to hunt you down. I don't have any. I don't have any emotional attachments to you at all. I don't see you as a very funny little pet. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't you know. I. I. Uh, no feelings. Completely detached. I'm. I'm. I'm wiping my hands of the whole matter. So then we cut to you know, a, a classic Megatron activity, which is the using Starscream abuse. using Starscream's face as like a like a speed bag. He didn't do um, listen. You know what. Prime is like one of the only franchises where I'm like Starscream did nothing wrong. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> here, he nothing was his fault. Like, like he l- listen. There's no t- doubt. Doubt certainly by the end of the next episode, there's no doubt that Starscream knows he benefits from Megatron's death. Yes, and that, and that he will he will certainly throughout the course of Prime work towards that goal. But you know what? He fucking deserves that shit. He deserves to kill Megatron. Yeah, Megatron, like, it, it is a... He really just beats the shit out of him. We just, it's For a cut no to his, reason. like... we It's a cut to, like, Starscream flying backward, and then we, as he's, like, groveling on the floor, we just see a shot of all of Megatron's fingers individually curling into a fist in the foreground. Eventually, Nasty. yeah, he like sends Starscream flying, and again, like, there's just like no reason for this, no reason whatsoever for this, um, except the the fact that Megatron can and wants to. I, I guess it's like Starscream is in command of the Nemesis, and the Autobots smashed up a whole bunch of shit, including their long range like navigation systems, which right. are important for later. And he let the the human prisoner escape without like getting the location of the auto base but yeah still like it was three autobots it was three autobots and and, like starscream before actually running away starscream was holding his own against three of them yeah pretty well i mean it just became overwhelming at some point but like i don't know dude like this is a guy who's not built again for strength he is built for speed and agility um so anyway so it, it ends with you know, Starscream groveling, and, like, one of the last shots we see is Megatron literally stepping on him. Yes. Again, the weird shit between them does not the, stop. The, Starscream, cla- the foot on the face. The foot on the face. Starscream's literally calling him master while his foot is on his face. It's it's Transformers Prime, folks. Some, Big something yikes. Goes, something weird's going on in there. Soundwave is... Yeah, and you know Simon was just over in the corner watching all this happen. Recording all this happen. This little fucking sicko. Listen, um, he needs to have the sound bites, right? He does. Here's Starscream. Here's what you sounded like when Megatron punched you in the solar plexus earlier. Gladys voice. That's you. That's how dumb you sound. <laughs> so we cut back. Starscream promises to, like, deliver Megatron the plan. You know, he, he will... 
make sure that Megatron's plan goes off without a hitch. Um, and Megatron's like, yeah, you better. Um, so we come back to Jack. He's at home. He's fixing up his old shitty 10 speed, you know, just chilling. Bulkhead and Miko roll up. Um, and Miko tries to, to explain a little bit about why she is the way she is. And frankly, not all that terribly sympathetic to her. Well, right I mean, now. it's not even that he's not sympathetic. He yeah. he's not like rude to her. Or no, anything. he's not. He's he's just like, like that's nice for you. You you live the way you want. It ain't. That's not for me. Yeah, he's like so. Miko's like, listen. When I in Japan in Tokyo, I have two loving parents, like straight A straight A grades, uh, a piano teacher, and a vibrant life. And Jack sounds Jack's like sounds nice. And Miko's like, no, it sounds boring. It's boring. I hate it. And they have, like, this whole discussion about it. And eventually Jack's like, I was raised to be responsible. I was raised to do my homework, to, like, respect my parent, to, to respect my mother, to do my job. Uh, and, like, that's that's what's important to me. And it's just, like, we're just different. Like, I don't want to, like, yuck your yum. But yeah. this is this is who I am. And because, like, all right nerd <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically she's also she's also like but she also trying to say like, you were a, you were a great team leader you had right. you were you had like you really pulled things together and he's like yeah maybe i don't i don't want that's not me though she said y- yeah you sh- you saved my life and he's like i'm not a soldier i'm not anywhere close to a fighter i'm not a fighter like i'm yeah, not like, like that's not me like i i may have saved your life because i was taught responsibility but this is not something I want to be a part of my daily life. Yeah. It's like, I, I just want to work on my bike. I want to work at my shitty burger job. I'm going to save up for a motorcycle. And Miko's like, yeah, all right, fine. Whatever. Let's go, Bulkhead. Back at Auto Base, Ratchet. If well, it's had, interesting because she doesn't say, let's go, Bulkhead, but she leaves. Yeah. And this is when Jack looks out and he sees Bulkhead there picking yeah. her up and leaving. And he's like, ah, oh, damn, right. <laughs> Yeah, she has, I could have she still that. has her buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> could have been buddy. me, but I'm playing. So Ratchet, you know, if he if he had a monocle, it would pop out uh when he finally decodes the schematics and it's like Optimus. Uh they're building the space bridge. Stupid. Uh uh and Optimus like, oh well, clearly Megatron is gonna try to seed the fucking planet with dark energon to pull a giant army of zombies through. Sp- Specifically, the planet of Cybertron. Yeah, he's and, and and as we see straight into the gold open of Darkness Rising Part Five, we see a vision of just that as Optimus narrates over the the stakes of this episode. Basically, of like, yeah, uh, if we don't defeat Megatron here, an endless horde of ravenous Cybertronian zombies will lay waste to this planet uh, and everyone on it. So. After our little cold open showing, you know, what'll happen if we fail this mission, basically. So, the, yeah, where Optimus is going, the dead of Cybertron will dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam to the back of Earth's Dragula. <laughs> and then we got to Knockout Burger. Jack's getting ready for another shitty day on the job. Uh-oh, RC is there. And I really like this, because he's like, alright, look, Miko and Bulkhead already tried this shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in coming back. I'm not interested in Optimus trying to get me to come back. And she's like, no, you, no, 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 I'm not here for Optimus. I'm not here to try to get you back. I just gotta like you. I just, he's like, listen, Jack, I'm, 
my best friend of, you know, who knows how fucking long my, my partner best friend slash lover just got fucking ganked. Uh, and I'm, re- I'm real fucked up about it. I'm very lonely. I just like to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's, Jack's like, I never thought I'd fight with a motorcycle. And yeah. RC's like, what about with a friend? She's like, maybe it's the grief talking. And yes, RC, it is the grief talking. It's almost certainly the grief talking. So, back at Autobase, the Autobots are formulating a plan. Uh, Optimus is like, okay. So the ground bridge cannot go to space. This is implied in the name. However, we need to go to space. So Unless we wish really hard. So what we're gonna do is we are going to slingshot ourselves into orbit, but we can't, like, do it purposefully. We we end up where we end up, basically, uh, and we gotta, we gotta figure out what to do from there. Uh, and then Ratchet's like, yeah, you gotta be careful, though, because if, you know, the ground bridge fucks up, you might uh, simultaneously be everywhere all at once in the universe and then, and then die. So don't fuck up. No space. So... Yeah, everyone, everyone's gathering. RC brings Jack back to the base, and everyone's saying their goodbyes. Uh, Jack's like, hi, and everyone's like, bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. And everyone's, he's like, RC, see you again soon. And she's like, yep. Uh, Ratchet's like, Optimus, if you leave me stranded on this fucking shithole human-infested planet, I'm never forgiving you. I don't think I like appreciated when I was first watching this when I was 20. How badly um, Optimus and Ratchet ha- were boning. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I and, like, and really didn't uh, appreciate that. Optimus just goes, duly noted, old friend. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. So, Optimus is still trying to make maximum overdrive happen. It's not It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's stop, make, stop trying to make it happen. It's weird. Dad, let my dad have his have his cash. <laughs> it's funny race. little thing. Um, they, they, yeah, they, they, they drive. They, it's so funny. They're they're driving to the ground bridge, and they're briefly driving in space. Now, if you want to see lots of shots of cars driving around in space, may I suggest Transformers Energon? Um, but you know, instead so they transform to robot mode and and kind of magnetize to the space bridge. And by the way, so the, so the space bridge design in this show is kind of interesting. It's like very or it's like very not organic, but like natural looking. It's like a big hunk of rock almost. Yeah, it kind of looks like like a Stonehenge sort of thing. Yeah, like it's always been there, but clearly the Decepticons were building this over the past three years. Right. Um this is where we get the front facing shot of the Nemesis as it flies through the space bridge where it kinda looks like a weird bug. And then I have here Team Prime sets up for a heroic last stand as Megatron gets ready to open up this fucking pit. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's also, as as he's doing it, he is, again, just laying into Starscream. Yeah. He's like, fucking hell, Starscream. My ex is so much hotter and cooler and better than you. And <laughs> yes, yes, I know. You, you you tell me every day. Starship's like, if you love Optimus so much, why don't you go marry him? <laughs> Sorry, Lord Megatron. <laughs> yeah, just fucking just the hand shoots out from off screen restaurant's neck. <laughs> um, so the, because <laughs> the Autobots a bit choked out. Yeah, because the Autobots thrashed their like nav systems. 
they can't get a lock on Cybertron, which is, of course, required for the space bridge to open. However, Starstream has Soundwave on that. Uh, he's specifically like, and I, I'm the one who told Soundwave to do that, so that, that was my idea. Megatron just ignores him and is purple. Um, <laughs> so, like, back at the auto base, Ratchet is confused as to, like, well, if the nav system is smashed up, then how are they going to pinpoint the, the accuracy? There's there's clearly nothing on Earth that would be able to, to get Cybertron's coordinates so exactly. And Raph is like, what about the very large array? He's like, oh, shit. And, wow. Well, at least at least they can be comforted in knowing that uh, the Decepticons don't have any communications officers. Yeah. So, yeah, Ratchet's like, all right, well, uh, we'll just have Agent Fowler uh, call the Pentagon and get them to get us a line in there and shut the place down. And they look over and Agent Fowler says something about waffles and Ratchet's like, right. Kids? Your time is now. Actually, I think I think it's I think it's actually Jack that volunteers. Like, no, we have to do this. We can do this. Just a ground bridge us in there. Yeah. So they they they. they oh, I should note uh, as the space battle goes on up 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 uh, up in space, where space battles usually happen, um, we see our first jet vehicons, and they look very funny because they just look like cars with wings. Like they are very clearly yeah, that's true. the Viacon models with like plain bits glued onto them. I think later in the series we see some actual like jet Viacons. I even think they're called Seekers. But for now we just have cars with with plain parts stapled onto them. <laughs> uh, so the kids managed to get into the very large array suspiciously easily, almost like. Some kind of faceless horror has murdered everyone who was already there. No, he just put them gently to sleep. He sang them lullabies. <laughs> he has a lot of them yeah, we, stored up in his memory banks. Uh, so like they, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they, they, wa- they just waltz in there and they're like, "Hey, uh, no one's around, and we the, all the doors are unlocked. That's weird." So Raft just sets up at the computers, like, "Oh, well, the Decepticons are ordering the system, but they're probably operating it remotely, so there's no way they know we're in here." And we kind of pan through the the facility, and then we see Soundwave crouched in the main like array room, hooked onto everything, and we see a guy slumped against a, 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 a some machinery, and he's not moving. No, yeah. he's probably fine though. Yeah, I would say Sound- don't worry about it. Soundwave would never hurt anyone. He's he's such a nice guy. <laughs> um. So yeah, we res- that that's a surprise tool that will help us later. Um, oh, he actually <laughs> actually it'll help us right now because what Soundwave does is once he notices someone is counter hacking him, he's like, "That's weird." So he hacks into the security cameras and kind of cycles through them, uh, and he's like, "Hmm, children should be easy to kill. I mean, incapacitate non lethally." Now we need to talk about the fact that. Um, Soundwave has tentacles in Prime. He sure does, just like his uh, live-action movie counterpart. Yeah, um, they're a little bit less gooey than those, though. Yeah, Baver's little... Baver's Soundwave is very ooey gooey with the tentacles. Yeah, these are a little more consentical than uh. Oh God! <laughs> so Soundwave didn't like that one, huh? No, I didn't. Soundwave is sliding in there, getting ready to twist some some teenagers' heads off. Um, 
when uh, they they so it's so funny because like Jack and Nico notice immediately, and so they they sort of run around. Raph also notices, but he can't get up from the computer because he's trying to counterhack, and he stays there just long enough, and then he finally like abandons his his post. He grabs his flash drive and like runs out of there. Um, Miko grabs an axe and attempts to swing at the the tendril. Uh, but then it just catches the axe and slides away, and Jack is like, you gave it an axe? Is that what you just did? Yeah, it, like, very, de- he very delicately takes it. Yeah, he's, yeah, so we're just like, ooh, that's, that's, that's a, thank you very much for that young lady. And he, instead of using it to sort of chop the children into mincemeat, because that would be a waste of time and energy, Soundwave instead just, like, Slides it out back, slides cynical back up, and cuts the central cable to the system, locking them onto Cybertron's coordinates. It's like it's a very smart move. He's like, well, if I spend some time trying to kill these other children, the small one could just counterhack me again and fuck up the process. So instead, I will simply uh, not do that. And this is great because they they all run out after him as he's getting ready to leave. Miko. Takes out her phone to snap a picture, and then Soundwave looks down at her and snaps a picture right back. Yeah, it's it's literally like watching you, watching me. Like a like a faceless, silent freak of nature. He's pretty cheeky. Well, yeah, he, you know, he tells a lot of jokes. So, space bridge is open, and Megatron yeets this entire chunk of dark energy on right at the planet. To awaken all the zombies. Um, and Optimus is like, well, Ratchet, uh, do you think we could blow this place? And he's like, yeah, probably. There's a lot of energy on coursing through this thing's system. So if you do the right thing, this thing will explode. And so he sends the rest of Team Prime out to do just that. While he and Megatron have a little bit of a, the Transformers the movie reenactment. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> they... <laughs> It's uh, I mean, it's a good fight. I'll give it that much. It is. Oh, there is. There's. A, I also want to show a good moment here where when when Optimus is 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 asking Ratchet about the his plan, Ratchet's like, "You realize that this space bridge is the only way we're ever going home, right? Like, if this thing explodes, we might not ever see Cybertron again." And Optimus is like, "I'm aware of that. Are you are you still will, willing to go through with this plan?" He's like. Yeah, fuck it. Gotta save the Earth. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. So yeah, they Optimus Megatron have a really cool fight. They they say they say several of the lines. I'm pretty sure one of them, you know, one of them says one shall stand, one shall fall. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, literally. That's that's uh, not quite yet. Yeah. Uh, because as they are doing this, um, the S- space bridge does activate. Yeah, Space Bridge activates a lot of zombies yeah, on Mega- their way. Yeah, Megatron says, See ya, psych! Goes hurtling through it and crashes his ass into the planet. Um, where he infects the entire planet. With- no, he just, he, just, he just yeets the rock in there. Oh, sorry, yeah, he, he crashes. The space, bridge, the space Bridge opens earlier. Yeah, he's, he yeets the rock in there and it, it crashes into... Into the planet where there's a lot of zombies and, like, Optimus and Ratchet are watching this and it's sort of like a failed step one kind of deal. Yeah. 
So as they're fighting, Starscream actually spots all of the other Autobots, like, doing a hacking minigame on the underside of the space bridge. He's like, uh, Megatron, I think you might have been bamboozled. You might have been trickaroozed here. Yeah. Oh, I want to, I do want to say, right. So when they're discussing if, when, when Optimus is like, can we blow this thing to smithereens? Uh, Ratchet is like, yes, we can, but. I I, uh, talked about that earlier. Oh, did we? Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's our only way home. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Like, Scourge is like, uh, Megatron, you are, uh, I believe you have, are being uh, inflicted with botherations. Yeah, and again, like here, it's not it's not like a particularly strong attempt, but I do think it is interesting to see that there's at least part of Starscream that's like, yo, you're gonna die, get away from there, yeah, um, and, and so, trying to save Megatron's life. There's a great thing here where where after he radios this in, uh, Megatron goes like, fucking. Running interference, distracting me. You would have made a great Decepticon Prime. And Optimus responds with, I chose my side. So Megatron runs off to do some some strafing runs on the other Autobots. RC is being led through the Bioshock hacking minigame by Ratchet to make the space bridge go boom. Um, Unfortunately, that means she is target number one for Megatron's strafing runs and she gets shot to shit and he goes hurtling off into space again so which is what and again we see we see in prime sort of the the stakes again they're fairly consistent about the weight that shots do Uh, megatron does more damage than most because yeah he's megatron Megatron. but again like the the damage is fairly consistent unlike in armada where sometimes it was very bad and sometimes it was whatever um the question is always, can it hit it? Yeah, Megatron very oftentimes can. Uh, but even though he blew RC away, uh, the space bridge is already set to self-destruct. Um, Ratchet opens a, up a ground bridge for everyone to dive into to escape as as the, the Terracon army... By the way, those are what the zombies are called in this. They are the Terracons. Um, are like almost there they're on the they're literally on the other side of this of the weird space bridge membrane and megatron is a starscream this is another moment where starscream is like just fucking run for once in your life just retreat and we'll fight another day yeah exactly he's like lord megatron i'm literally uh, starscream yeah megatron's like where's my ship and starscream's like what do you mean where's your ship are you insane? Like, we're, like, we're leaving. Like it's like Lord Megatron. We are like we would never. We would never have made it through there, and you're not going to make it either if you do not retreat immediately. I'm like begging you <laughs> to leave. But Megatron, he's too he's too juiced up on the dark energon. He's not thinking straight. Instead, he reaches out to do a little bit of a birth of Adam thing with his Terracon army, and then the space bridge fucking explodes and kills all of them. Yep. And definitely Megatron uh, as well. Definitely. He was at Ground Zero. Optimus says there's no way even Megatron could survive that. Um, also, Bumblebee does, like, grab RC and save her. Uh, you know, pull her into the ground bridge. Speaking of, back at the base. Uh, well, actually, first, a great moment here where we cut to the nemesis. And in the world's most satisfied tone of voice, Starscream announces that Megatron has fallen. 
And now he leads to the Decepticons. <laughs> so, I mean, he's it's an interesting transition. Because, again, we were just talking about how he was very genuinely begging Megatron to, like, leave just beforehand. So it's not as though he was like, oh, oops, I accidentally sent Megatron into this exploding space bridge. Like, he was really trying to get Megatron out of there. Yeah, but... But, but... If <laughs> the, the opportunity presents itself. Right, exactly. Now that he's there, it like, and it starts off, like, almost a little bit sincere. But it's like, yeah. it is with, like, the deepest and heaviest of hearts that I have, that um, I must announce that Lord Megatron's spark has been and then he like raises his head extinguished and he like does a little little smirk and it's like all right it's basically just like that scene from the emperor's new groove where it's it's yzma having kuzco's funeral well back to work Mm -hmm. so back at the auto base we kind of get everyone coming through the ground bridge one at a time we got optimus first bulkhead and miko's very happy and then Bumblebee shows up cradling a half-dead RC in his arms. And Jack's just like, oh shit, oh no, oh no. Um, yeah, so, I can't remember what Ratchet says, but... Oh, I, I wrote it down, he says, we lost one this week by the Allspark, yeah. don't let it be two. <laughs> Bro, yeah, you're that's your doctor. job! <laughs> you're the doctor, Ratchet, do something! Is there, is there a doctor in the house? Ratchet, that's you. Oh shit! I'm glad we had the exact same note for that. Yeah, I was like literally wrote in all caps. That's your job, Ratchet. Mine, mine was then do something, Ratchet. I'll spark nothing. Just get in there. Uh, what are you here for? And uh, but Jack, thankfully, yeah, Jack, Jack like approaches and he places his hand in RC's limp hand, um, where it's fallen off of uh, you know Bumblebee's. Uh, bridal carry mm-hmm. and uh as he does this rc's like really jack there are other motorcycles and jack says but you're my first oh then prime is like yep megatron's definitely dead which is no not one can weird at all that. not yep. not weird at all to say for jack to be saying that rc's is first yep yep listen <laughs> The Arachnid episode is coming up very quickly. Oh, Janitorius, my beloved. <laughs> <laughs> so I like this because Miko is is like, oh, does this mean we have to go home now and forget all this ever happened? And Optimus is like, well, maybe Optimus, not. Optimus is like, listen, honestly, Miko, we have way bigger things to worry about right now. <laughs> yeah, you can just, you can hang, you can chill. Like the Starscream's still out there. Maybe you're still in danger. Uh, mostly it's just an excuse to have more he's collecting more children that's what's happening here um boogie woogie 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 so then we we end you know another bayverse classic here with optimus making a big grand speech about how the autobots have found a home on earth and will defend it to their last breath and how they've they've learned so much from their human friends and that's the end of the the part the first five parter darkness rising Megatron's dead, it's all fine now. Well, I just want to say the the actual lines from Optimus at the end, because they're kind of good. Yeah. Which is, uh, though we did not choose to be of Earth, it appears we are here to stay. Uh, Anyone who approaches this planet with hostility, no. We will defend this planet, we will defend humanity, we will defend our home. Hell yeah. Those speeches are always the best part of those movies anyway. Because Peter Collins is good at reading cool words. (laughs) It's true. 
Very soothing voice. All right. Time for the fucking question gauntlet. Woohoo! We got so many of them because we skipped them last week because we went for almost two hours. But we're making good time here, so we got plenty of time to cover all these questions. Uh, so, <laughs> first of all, from Casey Cosmotector, what's your top three prime Cliff Jumper moments? Uh, <laughs> num- number three is uh, when he had horns on his car head. That was pretty cool. Number two was when he said, uh, you mess with the, the bull, you get the horns. Number one is him telling that story about how he pissed off a bunch of New York cops. Number one is him coming back from the dead. <laughs> Number one is him eating that Viacon's no, face. No, number one is actually uh, Starscream killing him, because it shows Starscream being competent for once. It's true. Uh, from Robin is Prime, what are your <laughs> predictions on where the character of Cliffjumper will go in the coming seasons? I will say, he does show up again uh, in flashbacks. He does. He's, um, also, he's also not Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Could not get him back for those appearances. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Yeah. All right, from Slipstream Sam, if you were a fucked up robot drug dealer, what would you call the various products you sell? Oh. I've always liked death sticks from Star Wars. I think that's a really funny thing to call a drug. So let's see. I'd have to like, Probably... let's fiber that up a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. Angel Rust. Ooh, Angel Rust. I like that. Uh, let's see. Black tar, but it's literal black tar. Literally. Like actual tar. Literally just neon. <laughs> oh my god, just huffing neon? Yeah, literally oh, yeah. just neon. Oh shit. There's a whole wide world of robot drugs that Transformers has left underexplored. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on TFP design language overall? I'm, I'm a fan. Obviously Mom's I'm a fine. fan. I yeah I I I also I also quite like it. It would it was definitely a bit of an adjustment here because it's like there's a lot going on here. There's like movie stuff. There's animated stuff. It's all mashed together. It's in 3D, which hasn't been a thing well, I, since Cybertron. I you know. genuinely like how smooth it all looks. Yes. Like none of so, it none of it looks like it couldn't transform into cars and stuff. But it's like I think it takes a lot. I, I mean I also think it takes. The, the the root mode designs take a lot of inspiration from 2010 era vehicles. Yeah. Which were all trending definitely. much more towards curvier. I mean, look at things like the Miata, for example, or the uh, Camaros that were coming out at that point. You oh, know? yeah. So all that stuff was trending towards curvier stuff, which l- lend itself to a sort of smoother, rounder, but still like very greebled. Um, or, like, not extremely greebled, but, like, nicely greebled uh, root mode designs. Yeah, there's a lot of fun proportion stuff and a lot of cool silhouettes that they can play with in the show. Yeah. They had, I will say, I think I think Prime, maybe, and maybe, like, animated. But I think Prime had some of the, like, most fun in designing and really stretching. Oh, yeah. Stretching. Because, again, like, at the core... The core challenge for the designers of these characters at the end of the day is that they do have to turn actually be able to turn into yeah. the things that they do as toys, right? You're like you have to be able to sell these things as toys. That's the entire point of it. Um, yeah, I think I think they had all like one thing that gave them a bonus that they already managed to capture that very well with the animated toy line, yeah, which looked insanely good for how stylized that show was, right? So 
so, you know, but I think Prime really played, again, like, my, my Prime example of this is is always Soundwave in Prime, where it's yes. like, you can very clearly see that they had fun sort of stretching the imagination of how do they make this UAV into a root mode by making him Slenderman. So. And then the other thing is that, like, for animated, they they could just in between a lot of transformations. There aren't a whole lot of detailed transformation stuck footage sequences in animated. For Prime, you have to make these work as a full 3D model, which is an additional set of challenges. They have to look and feel weighty. They have to at least partial. I mean, yeah, we have RC going from motorcycle the size of her leg to a, a giant robot, but, you know, that's just mass shifting. That'll happen. That'll happen. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I think that they did a grand job with it. Um, and the, the designs will only continue to get better from here as we get introduced to more members of the cast casey cosmotector asks what other characters are in the genre of cliff jumper and the guy from suicide squad who can climb any surface and that they definitely make it out of the conflict and have a nice happy life in the countryside and do not get killed on the show to show the stakes it's not oh. it's not exactly the same thing but one of the things that immediately comes to mind is assassin's creed 3 Right, where you play as Connor's dad for like the first couple. It's more of like a like a heel turn, though. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't die. He's fine, and then he like goes on to be the main character for I think. Um, but um, yeah, like that that is certainly a genre of guy, the like, the sort of sacrificial lamb to show the stakes. It happens a lot in like horror movies specifically horror yeah. movies about like a squad like aliens and whatnot i'm sure there was a character like that in aliens i just don't remember who it was there's actually what happens in horror movies a lot especially the longer franchise is that like the la- final girl of the first movie will become the first victim yes of the of the sequel um, yeah I'm, I'm just blanking on like other big examples as of late i mean there's the entire first squad in the Suicide Squad, I guess. They right, all count. exactly. Um, like, it's certainly devices being used, but also, like, the, the as, as she points out in the parenthetical here, in comprehensible terms, dumb early death slash being writ- written off slash not being able to hire the voice actor. Uh, that is That last situation definitely happened on Steven Universe a lot. Oh, actually, Cause... well, <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about Sukalite. Um, but uh, actually, you know, it's the funniest example I can think of. Is the fucking um, wife from Austin Powers who dies immediately in the second movie because she's a sex bot? Oh my god, that's so. Funny. And they couldn't get her actress back, which is why that <laughs> like that's why. So they replaced her actress and then killed her off immediately and made her retroactively a sex bot the entire time. God, Remember I that? mean, if you can't get the actress. Yeah, if you can't get the actress back, that's what you got to do. Um, I recently watched fucking spider-man no way home a solid b minus film um but one thing that was really weird was that they couldn't actually get the actors who played the lizard or sandman back so they had these soundalikes voicing their you know cgi cartoon versions right but when but they also had archival footage spliced in from spider-man 3 and amazing spider-man for when they got untransformed it was really weird and it was really obvious when they did it it was strange mm. i don't know anyway casarachnid asks if there was a different early death than cliff jumper who do you think would have had the least narrative impact 
I don't know. I mean, they're so tight knit. Yeah. I mean, can like, we can we include? We would have to make up a new guy. I mean, it would probably. Here's the thing, and this may not be a popular answer. I'm gonna say it would be Bulkhead, not because yeah. he's not important, but because I think Cliff Jumper would have taken his place. Yeah, as the heavy for sure. As the heavy like, and think... like the reckless one that Miko connects with. Yeah, I think that definitely would have been the case. Because um, Bulkhead, he had he seems definitely like the least close with everybody because he has other stuff going on like he has other relationships that will become clearer as the show goes on but yeah i think you're right bulkhead is definitely the one who would have been like the least narratively impactful yeah uh if you could swap out any prime character with an armada one whom and why swap uh i wouldn't i like the prime cast way more (laughs) yeah i'm trying to figure out where I, i would probably i think i would like to see blur but i don't know who i don't think i would swap anyone I think it'd be really funny if I swapped Cliff Jumper for, like, Sideswipe. I mean, we haven't gone to them yet, but you could probably, like, switch out Breakdown for Ironhide and not lose anything of value. Or Smokescreen and Hotshot. Right. Kind of the same. Um, and finally, Wheeljack and Silverbolt. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, Wheel- Blur would totally be Wheeljack's, yeah. take Wheeljack's place. But instead of two cool swords, it's two cool guns. Um... Finally, Cass Arachnid asks, if Cliffjumper was paired up with a necromancer as a cavalier from getting the ninth, who do you think we get along with best? This is a question for me. It sure think, fucking is. Okay. I'm running through the list of necromancers in my head. Who would appreciate a rowdy dumbass? I think he might get along best Harrow. with either... No. <laughs> she already has a rowdy dumbass. Um... <laughs> It would either be Abigail Pent or uh, I forget the the teen, but I think he would like to hang out with a cool guy. Um, I can't believe I forgot his name, but yeah, I think it would be either either one of those two, because like all the rest of them are so perfectly like all the rest of them are so perfectly paired up with their cavaliers and their personalities just wouldn't mesh well. But I think either Abigail or Isaac, that's his name, Isaac. Hmm, maybe. Nah, it's just those two. Alright. Overlord Bunny asks, Just any time you think it'd be funny, what would Cliff Jumper do? I mean, historically, get his, die. Get his appendix ripped out, <laughs> or get bifurcated. Bifurcation get seems eaten, to be his favorite. <laughs> get, e- get eaten by Unicron. I mean, there's so many things. Um, Casey Cosmo Sector asks, what celebrity guest would you like to voice a Transformer that immediately dies on their way to the home planet after the end? Nicki Minaj! God. <laughs> <sighs> Carshmallow asks, what mechanical shenaniganry do you have instead of a voice box? I'm assuming talking about Soundwave here. Or Bumblebee. Semaphore flags. <laughs> auto- auto- automatic, automatic semaphore flag system. Um, I just have emojis. Oh my god, like that guy from fucking Watch Dogs 2, Wrench. Yeah. With the, the little emoji mask. That guy's, I like that guy. What a great character. Um, Alright. Further down, uh, from Casey Cosmotector, what meme would you show a specific Transformer? Um, I would show the um, PS5 TikTok to Megatron. So <laughs> maybe he gets a little bit of foreshadowing when he starts hearing Unicron's voice in his head. I would show Soundwave any meme with a vine boom in it, just so we can do that on command. Pretty good. 
Uh, what would I? Sh- I want to show Ratchet something. What, I think I feel like Ratchet. Oh, Rat- I would. I would get Ratchet onto minion memes. I think he'd adore those. He'd That'd be, be really good. I'd also show him the TikTok where it's like, "Is that a weed? I'm calling <laughs> cops." <laughs> the microwave. Or, Is yes. that a cop? I'm calling weed. Four twenty. <laughs> Uh, Kassarachnet asks, if the AllSpark brought to life a Motorola Razor, what would their personality alignment and name be? What about an Okia brick? Okay, um, the Razor would just be called Razor. Yeah, edgy, like, kind of maybe a femme fatale sort of situation. Eh. As much of a femme fatale as a tiny phone robot could be. And I think they would be a nail. The Nokia brick is just called brick. No, the Nokia brick is called flip. Oh my god. And they are indestructible. And they are they are the star screen. They cannot die. You cannot kill yep. the Nokia the, you cannot kill flip in any way that matters. Yep. Slipstream Sam asks, would you describe Ratchet in this in this show as a dilf on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah, no, sorry, he's a gilf. Yeah, I was about to say he's a gilf. Uh, and that's but, a 10 on that yeah, scale. Yeah, but I was going to say a 9, but yeah. He is definitely a gilf. Um, Kassarachnid asks, what are your summer favorite wormholes in fiction? Um, Interstellar? I was actually also going to say Interstellar. I like that it's around Saturn, which is the best planet. It's also, like, one of the most relevant. Like, yeah. Like, really? Interstellar more than any other any other uh, media I can think of. Um, actually, There's a lot of wormholes. Well, and, and it focuses on what it means to do be a wormhole. As opposed to yeah. just like, here's a portal. You know, there's like Stargate. But like Stargate's it's like, also, here's a portal. There's also Event Horizon. I like that one. That's a wormhole to hell. Well, yeah. Sam 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 Neil made a spaceship that's which, powered by hell. Which you which you won't need eyes to see. Nope. We don't need eyes where we're going, old boy. <sighs> yep. Uh and- in fact it really helps if you don't have eyes, frankly. <laughs> um finally from Stormcast. Do you have a preferred alt mode that you'd want to be as a Transformers, or heck, about a, how about a Cybertronian OC type name? USB stick, just like my boy Rewind. Um, hmm. I think Not. I, uh, I, I had something. I think maybe like something, uh, like a, I would want to fly. Yeah. I would want to fly for sure. Um, so maybe like a stealth bomber, but there's no bombs. I'm just stealthy and a waste of a trillion dollars of the U.S.'s money. (laughs) Uh, If it rains, you fall out of the sky. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe, God, in terms of name, I don't know. I've I've always been like drawn to the name Aurora for a Transformers OC, thinking of something Mm. like a, like a... It's probably a shuttle that could see the Aurora Borealis or that could just see like, or that could just see like, you know, auroras of various stars in general, something like that. See, I was going to answer. I want to be like a big, a big bulky ATV like bulkhead is or, but flying is really cool. Like, that's the thing. I just want to, I want to be able to fly. Helicopter. Not a bad choice. Not many helicopter, not not many helicopter transformers. Not a ton. Really? At least none that are like super major in a lot of different things obviously there's whirl well and yeah. vortex and vortex, vortex he's is not as major though yeah, he's i mean it depends on your continuity he's around he's there it depends Blades I mean, is also sometimes whirl there. whirl is obviously much more 
oh, yeah. relevant in the comics, but Vortex is way more relevant in like G one, and uh, yeah, and uh, Ro- the and Ro- actually the, was contractually restricted from showing up in the cartoon, and uh, the War and Fall of games. Yeah, that's right. He's, yeah, he, he's a very. There. I mean, Bruticus is a very big part of that. I guess was also. I I also forgot about Cyclonus, Armada Cyclonus, mm. who was also a helicopter. Who cares? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> who, who cares? Whom I've already forgotten. As for name, I don't know. I haven't thought about names. Blades is already taken. World is already taken. All the good helicopter names are already taken. How about Birdie? No. <laughs> Well, we've been Prime Cuts. You can find us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod, where you can join our Discord, where, who knows, perhaps we'll stream a movie or have a Jackbox night. Anything could happen at any time. So be on your toes. Yeah, we uh, we keep everyone spry here. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at DragonSmoocher. You can find my various projects all over the place, uh, such as... The, the the that 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 their Disney minus podcast where I am elbow deep in the dog shit of Disney Plus, especially this week, watching to the mat a fucking decom about a blind guy who wants to get into high school wrestling. Wayne Brady is in that film. He's also blind. Mm. Sounds bad. I'm sure it will go great. Sounds um, not ideal. I'm going to have to make like a separate list on my I, I keep track of all my rankings for those movies. I'm going to have to make a separate list for the DCOMs because they aren't real movies. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be unfair to rank them alongside even trash like, I don't know, Beverly Mars Hills Needs Chihuahua. Moms. Uh, you can also find my Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast at Heidelin Radio. That is Radio Free Heidelin. That first episode is going up this Sunday. Same day as this episode. By the time you hear this, you will almost certainly also be able to listen to the first proper episode of Radio Free Heidelin, where we played the first nine levels of the MSQ. We also have our Endwalker post-mortem episode up there that we recorded all the way back in January, right after we finished it. But don't listen to that one if you haven't played Endwalker, obviously. Also, that is that is my, my good friend Jane, and we also had a, a podcast in the past. That is Podcast of Power, a, a podcast all about Shira. That is at pod, Podcast of Power on Twitter. Huge backlog, great stuff, good show, good podcast. Cool. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum Prod. That's my funny robot internet joke. You can also listen to the other uh, podcast I do called Pod of Greed. You can find us on Twitter at Pod of Greedcast. Uh, it's about Yu-Gi-Oh!, and uh, again, we are in the middle of uh, registering still uh, through the end of May uh, for the annual Cup of Greed tournament celebrating Yugi Mudo's birthday, which will be the weekend of June 3rd to 5th. Um, so if you are interested in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! the series and want to hear a podcast about it, listen to us. If you are interested in Yu-Gi-Oh! the game and want a tournament, a fun-free gimmicky tournament where we all put on funny voices and get into kayfabe um join our tournament um and you can find both this uh show and pot of greed on the noise space network which you can find at noisepace.xyz it's a lot of other good stuff there including wow cool robot a gundam podcast that i also used to be on uh very briefly um 
and might be relevant to listeners of this particular podcast. Uh, there's uh, Nana Roy's Nightmare and Era. There's uh, City Girls Make Do. A lot of good stuff. Um, so, yeah, give us a listen there. Uh, you can find uh, the link to our Discord in the description of all of our episodes, as well as the URL section of our Twitter. Um, and until next time, I'm going to put on I Believe in a Thing Called Love by the Darkness on repeat. Transform and roll out. I'm going to use my uh, long audio cable tendrils to grab a beer from the fridge. Uh, transform and relax. Peach. Peach. Peach.